Welcome to our 25-day Christmas countdown, where for every day in December, we break down the story of Christ's birth with the hope that you will gain a better understanding and appreciation for the true meaning of Christmas. We're your hosts, Ella and Addie, and we're praying that you would challenge yourself and your friends to tune into every single episode on this 25-day journey. Now let's hear from our listeners. What does Christmas mean to you? Christmas to me is about celebrating uh, the story of Jesus with my family and close friends. It's not really about the presents, but about the memories that we make together. So when I was a kid, I learned about St. Nicholas and him going around and traveling around the world and delivering presents. And now that I'm older, I still think about that, but it's more of just like the spirit of Christmas is St. Nick. As you can see, people differ on their beliefs about Christmas. Regardless, let's jump into scripture to break down the story of the first Christmas together. Hey, 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 welcome back to Christmas Countdown Day 3. I am your host, Addie, and today I am not joined with my co-host, Ella. It is just me, and to be honest, I am in probably one of the weirdest locations that I have ever recorded a podcast in. I'm in my car, and this has to do with the fact of being in college and having seven roommates and needing a quiet place to record, but honestly, it's kind of working out. I'm kind of digging the vibe. I'm sitting here overlooking a prairie in my nice very warm, black, hot car. But that is not the point of today's episode. Today, we actually get to dive into the actual book of Luke to look at the story of Christ's birth. So yesterday, you got to see the prophecy in the Old Testament leading up to Jesus's birth. And today, we're going to be looking at actually beginning the story and beginning it with Zechariah and Elizabeth. So when we flip open to Luke chapter 1, we see that verses 1 through 4 actually don't have to deal with the Christmas story, but they deal with the book as a whole and why Luke wrote the book. And we see it written in there, which I'm not going to read, but go ahead and feel free to read that on your own. Um, We see in there that Luke is writing these things to provide an orderly account. And he was doing this um, because he wanted to provide a, hey, you know, Jesus's story started with here. He was born in a stable, all of these things. And then leading up um, through his entire ministry and even to his death. And he just wanted to provide an orderly account of, hey, this is all that happened. And most scholars believe that he did this by interviewing people, which is probably why we get such a detailed account of Christ's birth, because scholars believe that he probably interviewed Mary. So I thought that was a really interesting point of discussion when I was um, going ahead and researching this book, but we're not going to be necessarily looking at verses 1 through 4 today. We're going to be looking at um, Luke chapter 1 verses 5 through 7, and kind of how this study will work is I will go ahead and read the passage for us and then kind of break down some of the history and just background knowledge behind the passage. So in Luke chapter 1 verses 5 through 7 it says, in the days of Herod king of Judah there was a priest named Zechariah of the division of Abijah. 
And he had a wife from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth, and they were both righteous before God, walking blameless in all the commandments and statues of the Lord. But they had no children, because Elizabeth was barren, and both were advanced in years. So this is actually where the Christmas story opens, is with Zachariah and Elizabeth, and most people are like, Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. I thought the Christmas story started with Mary and Joseph and maybe the angel Gabriel. Actually, no. It starts with Zachariah and Elizabeth, and we will see why later on. However, in verse 5, the scripture starts out with, in the days of Herod. And when we look back to history, we see that Herod was known as Herod the Great, and he had this long and terrible reign. And one of the things that um, King Herod struggled with was rival issues. Basically, he always had to be the best, and if he was not the best, mm, there there were some issues. So we see in history that he drowned his wife's brother in a swimming pool in his palace. Uh, he killed his mother-in-law. He also killed one of his wives along with two of their sons. And then like altogether, he killed over 46 Sanhedrins. Basically, if anyone stood up to Herod and was like, hey, I'm better than you, anyone stood up to this power, he just flat out killed them. And Augustus Caesar went out so far to say, it is better to be Herod's dog than one of his children. He was like, bro, you do not want to be Herod's kid because if you stand up to any power of this dude, he will just flat out kill you. And another thing about Herod is he was known as the king of the Jews, which will be significant later on in the story, specifically when we're talking about the wise men. And Herod is actually going to pop up later in that in the wise men story. But also I want you guys to just think back to um, kind of the Easter story and Jesus being crucified on the cross. And if you remember, the sign that was put above his cross read King of the Jews. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, whole rival issue thing here. Just kind of something, some food for thought. Go ahead and remember Herod, but we're going to move on here. So in that same verse 5, we see that there was a priest named Zechariah. And just kind of breaking down the term priest very, very simply, because tomorrow we're going to go into the role of a priest. But in simple terms, a priest looked over the temple, which was a place to worship God in. And moving on, we see that Zechariah was a priest from the division of Abijah. And quite honestly, I have no idea if it is pronounced like that. So pronounce that as you wish. But um, the division of Abijah, we see that in 1 Chronicles chapter 24, verse 10. So if you want to go look that up. But basically, the priest... Um, were descended from the line of Aaron. And in First Chronicles, they broke them up into 24 different divisions. And one of the divisions names was Abijah. So basically, this is just like giving us context of from what priestly line Zechariah was from. And then the next verse after that 
says, and he had a wife from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. So Elizabeth was actually also the daughter of a priest. So when these two got married, basically it was saying like, hey, you guys have a double state of blessing, a double state of sanctification. Like God's favor has got to be upon you because Zachariah was a priest and he was marrying the daughter of a priest. So in those days, I was like, ooh, look at those dudes out there. Like there's a marriage out there. You know, (laughs) they got it all together. And as we read further, it says they were both righteous before God, walking blameless in all the commandments and statues of the Lord. So we have to be careful when we look at this. So yes, they were blameless, but they were blameless before men, meaning no one could bring a charge of them against them not following any of the laws of the Old Testament and like not following them perfectly. But that did not mean that they were not blameless before God. Basically, we see in scripture, no one will be no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by observing the law. And that is in Romans 3 chapter 20, and we also see in James chapter 2 verse 10 Whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. So yes, in scripture right here, it's saying like they were, they were both righteous before God, blameless in all the commandments and statues of the Lord. That does not mean that they were without sin. Yes, they were walking according to the rules and regulations of that day, but yet they still had a sinful heart. And yes, they were still sinning and they still needed a savior. So just a good point to be made there. Um, moving on even further, we see in verse seven, but they had no child because Elizabeth was barren and both were advanced in years and Elizabeth having no children. This was normally in those days considered a sign of divine displeasure or withholding favor from God. It was also like a social reproach of those days. Like if you couldn't have kids, you were just like frowned upon because because that was one of the primary roles of women back then was to raise children. So if you weren't able to do that and you weren't able to provide offspring for your husband, it was really just this huge social reproach. So Elizabeth could not have children And most people would look at this and be like, oh, well, God's, you know, withholding favor and blessing from you. But in that verse earlier, we see that they were blameless before men. So they were following the rules and the commandments religiously, but yet um, they couldn't have children. And so I'm sure they probably prayed about it and prayed about it and prayed of it and like, what? what the heck, God? Like, you won't give us a kid. And they also says in there that they were advanced in years. So I'm sure they were getting to the point where they were like, hey, we're probably not going to have a kid anymore. Like, this is just not going to happen. And in the Bible, we see Anna, which we will learn about later. She's also in this Christmas story. She was described as being advanced in years. And scholars believe her age was around 84 But we also know in the Bible that you retired from priesthood at the age of 50. So 
Zachariah, we know, had to be younger than the age of 50 because he was a priest. And Anna, Anna, who was described as advanced in years as well, was 84. So probably somewhere anywhere in that ballpark range of 50, a little below 50 to 84, was likely the age of Zachariah and Elizabeth. So yeah, they were getting up there in their years. And it was getting to that point where I'm sure they were wondering, you know, will we ever have a child? All right, so that was verses five through seven, just kind of breaking it down and giving you guys a little bit of the history um, behind it. I hope that helped you guys gain just a better understanding of the text. And as we keep doing this and building on to the previous day's knowledge, it's just going to be amazing to see just the story unfold when you are really digging in and studying it. I know for myself, as I've been doing this, I am learning just countless things that my eyes are being opened to so so much so make sure to stay tuned for tomorrow's episode where we're going to be breaking down the priesthood of Zechariah. all right guys have a fantastic day i will see you tomorrow we really hope you enjoyed today's episode make sure you tune in tomorrow so you don't miss out on any of the fun challenge a friend to start listening and make sure to share this episode let's spread the true message of christmas everywhere Thank you.